everybody doing? You guys good? Hey, turn with me in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, that is in your New Testament. And I want to say welcome back to everybody who's joining us online. So we just watched a thrilling scene, one of the last scenes from Back to the Future, where Marty and Doc have to scramble in order to catch a bolt of lightning, which will produce the necessary 1.21 gigawatts to send Marty McFly back to the future. Right? And come on, it's kind of a nail biter, isn't it? Like, even if you've watched this scene like 50 times, I mean, it's still pretty intense, right? Yeah. And I'm assuming that we, we all have seen Back to the Future at some point, at least the majority of us, right? Maybe even 50 times? All right, but let me just remind you, okay, here's the premise of the movie, okay? So a young guy, Michael J. Fox, gets sent back in time 30 years. He accidentally interrupts the moment that his parents first met. So he has to make sure that they do meet and fall in love, because if they never meet and never fall in love and never get together, then he's going to cease to exist. He has to do all that, and then he has to drive a, Delo a DeLorean time machine at precisely 88 miles an hour at the exact time in place that a bolt of lightning is going to strike so that he can go back to the future in the point in time where he first traveled back to the past, so it's like he never left. Did you catch all that? pretty good, right? But I'm telling you, it's kind of like it's a hilarious movie, but it's kind of intense. Like the whole time you're like, man, is this all going to come together? Is, it, is he going to make it or not? Right? So what does this have to do with us? All right, well, I got two questions to start us off this morning, and I'll just tell you right now, this first question might make some of us a little bit uncomfortable, but just deal with it, baby. Okay, you guys ready? Listen, um, what if you and me making it into heaven at some point in our future is a bit of a nail biter? Come on, what if, listen to me, what if you and me, what if there's almost this sense of you and me getting into heaven, like it's, if it's like a, man, are we going to make it or not? All right, we'll come back to that. Okay, here's the second question, and you can ease up now. It's all going to be okay. Don't worry. Just relax, okay? Here's the second one. Is there anything in your past that didn't go the way you wanted it to? Is there anything that you wish you could go back and change? Come on, we've all got things. Is that right? Every one of us, okay? But here's the next part of that question then. Why do you wish you could change it? Or what, what do you think the results would be now if you could go back and change certain things in your past? Okay, well, I think I can sum it up pretty well for all of us when I say it this way. We often wish we could go back and change certain things in our past because we actually believe that it would make life better now. Is that right? Come on, the, the present and our future wouldn't have turned out the way they did if certain things in our past just hadn't happened the way they did. Amen? Hey, I mean, I got things in my past that I wish I could change. Family, there was this time in high school where I went up to my brother, who's much larger than me, at a high school dance in front of all of his friends, 
And I reminded him that he had gotten in trouble with our parents earlier that week and that he now had a curfew. And so I reminded him that it's probably going to be time for you to get home for bed. <laughs> I would take that back if I could. Because when I got home later that night, I got the beatdown of a lifetime. I can still feel it to this day. If I could go back and do things over again, all those times in college that I ate things like Burger King when Chipotle was an option, I'd redo all that stuff. You have things in your past you would change. Look, in, in all seriousness, and I've said this many times before, uh, I got things in my past that I look back at and I, and I just cringe. I got many things in my family, or in my past family, that, um, man, they just make me want to hide. Things that I have said and done to where now I can't help but wonder if life could have turned out better, and, and not even just for me, um, but for some of the other people that I said and did those things too. And, and that's just the stuff that I did. Because there were things that happened to me that hurt me as well. And so I'm guessing everybody in the room can relate to all this, right? Come on. All of us, we've all done things to hurt others. And some of us, man, we've truly experienced hurt from others where we've often wondered how much better could life have turned out now if those things hadn't happened to me again amen okay but so just think about that um what do we call that feeling when we miss the opportunity or or when we wish now that things had turned out differently or turned out better what do we call that there's, there's a number of different words you can use to describe it, but typically it's called regret. And let me tell you, okay, that, I'm going to say this with grace, but listen, do you know how many people in your world today, but even in church today, are just walking around, and for years now, there's just been this constant wheel of regret that's been spinning in the back of their minds? Regret disappointment, remorse, a sad longing, wishful thinking, if only. Can I tell you something? Those kinds of feelings can be paralyzing to live with. Okay, and listen, if those feelings don't get dealt with properly, here's what those feelings typically lead to every time. It's called bitterness. And that's a poison pill, my friends. In fact, let me give you the biblical definition of the word bitterness. Watch this. Bitterness is anger and disappointment at being treated unfairly. Anger and disappointment at being treated unfairly. Now, let me say this. Okay, It's possible for any of us right now to presently be in relationships or situations where we are currently not being treated fairly. Okay, however, listen to me, uh, typically bitterness sets in after we've been treated unfairly over a period of time. Okay, it's, it's typically when the, bitter, the bitterness sets in when the anger and the disappointment has built up in our lives over a period of time. Okay, so listen, here's what I want you to hear. Here's what I'm saying. Do you know how many people are walking around in life right now with a constant ache of bitterness in their lives? Which means 
They're spending a whole lot of energy dwelling on the past. As if that is somehow going to make life better now. Are you with me? So listen to me, friends. This is so important for us to understand. The solution to a better life today and a future to come is not if only things would have turned out better in our past or trying to medicate the wounds and the bitterness we've got from our past with things that the world offers us today. No, according to the Bible, the solution is you and me doing something different now which won't just lead to a better life now. It will lead to the best life ever right now and an unimaginable future to come. You got your Bibles open to Philippians 3? Philippians 3. Okay, now listen, just for context, um, the book of Philippians is actually a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in the city of Philippi a long, long time ago. Okay, but so in chapter 3, we see that, man, even a long time ago, Paul knew back then, he understood what we still need to do today. He, he understood how to manage the tension from our pasts so that they don't interfere with us living the best life ever now and stepping, in and stepping into the unimaginable future that Jesus has for us to come. Okay, so we're going to pick it up in verse 7 where, okay, okay, so Paul has just finished describing his past the life he used to live, uh, all the things he used to dwell on, sins that he had committed, harm that he had caused, including murder. But also, he kind of explains this attitude that he used to have. He explains that he used to be a really self-righteous guy and that he thought life was really good that way. Now, again, okay, in this context, he's talking about how he used to live his life, but um, how many of us, if we're honest, it's not just that we dwell on the negative things of our past. Some of us, we actually believe that life was better in our pasts. Well, typically, we call those things our glory days. You know what I'm talking about? Come on, even if we were living far from God back then, some of us still have this thought that life was better back then and it would be better now if we could just go back to how we used to live back then. Nobody wants to amen that, but you know it's true. You guys ready? Philippians chapter 3. Paul's going to show us how he deals with tension from the past. So here we go. Verse 7. He says, I once thought these things were valuable. In other words, I used to dwell on the things of the past, who I used to be, what I did, what happened to me. I used to think that those things mattered for life to be good today, but now, so something's changed, but now I consider them worthless. And why? Why do you consider it worthless? Paul, watch this. Because of what Christ has done. Big change in life. I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Watch this. Yes, everything else. 
Everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded, he's going to say it again, everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer used to do this. I don't do this anymore. I no longer, he's going to talk about his past life, I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Okay, he's saying his glory days were worthless. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. Watch that, because we'll talk about that in this. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. Okay, but he said everything else. Everything else. Twice he said. Okay, let me, let me just ask. What's everything else? Come on, listen to me. It's everything in life that's keeping you from the life that Jesus has for you today and in the future to come. It's everything in your present right now that's keeping you from the life that Jesus has for you now. It's everything in your past that you believe would make life better today. If only it had turned out different, all of your regrets, all of the pain, everything that's held you back, all the sins you've committed, all your mistakes, the disappointments, the hurts, the longings, the what-ifs, all the glory days that you wish you could get back to. Can I tell you something? And this is really good news. I love you all so much. But, but listen, according to what we just read in the Bible, all that stuff, all that stuff, it's all garbage. It's all garbage. It's all in the past. It's all worthless. Family, the solution to a better life today isn't us somehow getting our past changed. No, the solution is you and me doing something different now. And here it is. Here's what Paul just told us. Listen to me. Here's the solution. Discard the garbage. Discard the garbage, the regrets, the bitterness, the pains, the, the, the mistakes, the, and gain Christ today. Start becoming one with him, which will lead to the best life ever now and an unimaginable future to come. And, and by the way, what's this unimaginable future we keep mentioning? Okay, well, um, Paul actually goes on to describe it in the very next verse. He calls it this. He says it's the resurrection of the dead. Okay, follow me. Listen, if you're a believer, if we're believers here and we die now, our spirits will go to be with Jesus. Praise God. But there is a day coming where just like Jesus, when he rose from the grave, there is a day coming where our physical bodies will be resurrected to and our spirits will be united with an imperishable, eternal body just like Jesus's. Heaven and earth will be made brand new and we'll live together with God the Father as his kids in eternal heaven on earth, united as one in Jesus Christ. That ought to get you psyched. Come on, that's the unimaginable future to come. And it's actually a blast from the past too. Because think about this, God's actually taking us back to what he originally intended for mankind way back in the garden. Okay, friends, 
I want you to hear me. It will literally be the perfect life. No more regrets. No more pain. No more mistakes. No more sins. Only true glory days forevermore. Okay, but hey, real quick, just skip down with me, if you get in your Bible. Skip down with me to verse 12 and watch this, okay? Because now Paul's going to, he's going to make the solution for getting that life. He's going to make it very, very clear. I want you, I want you to hear me. He's going to give us a whole bunch of hope right here. Hope on how to get it. Some of us may not feel like we have much hope right now. Man, how do, but I'm so stuck in this bitterness and this, and I'm thinking about these things, and I don't know how I'm going to do this. Listen, Paul's going to show us how. There's hope. You guys ready? Philippians 3, verse 12, he goes on, he says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. He hasn't somehow already achieved this heaven on earth with Jesus life perfectly yet. Okay, so he, he says, but, watch this, but I, come on, just help me out, but I what? But I press on to possess that perfection, or you could say that eternal heaven on earth life with Jesus, I press on for which Christ, I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me or first saved me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but here we go. Come on, you want the solution? Watch this right here. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past. How much Better could your life be if you would just forget the past. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. We just saw what lies ahead. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on. There it is again, second time he said it. And listen, he presses on now. He presses on today. To reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Family, I'll say it again. Do you know how many people are so caught up in dwelling on the things of the past or they're so caught up in dwelling on present things as a means to somehow medicate the bitterness and the wounds that they have from their past, that they're missing out on the best life ever that Jesus has for them now and the unimaginable future to come. And so just be honest between you and God today. How often do you have thoughts like that, feelings like that? And if this just wouldn't have happened, it would be better right now. If I, could just, if I could just get this now, that would solve the problem I had from back then. Man, if I could just go back to living life the way it used to be back then, things would be so much better now. Let's say it again with lots of grace. That is not the solution. Okay, so what is? How can you live? And I'm saying it's the best life ever with Jesus now. 
How can you start living that now? And how can you step into that unimaginable future to come? Well, Paul just actually gave us three points for how we can do that. Here's number one. Forget the past. Forget the past. Let me say it this way. Okay, Listen to me carefully. Stop believing today that your past gets to determine your future. It does not. Okay, instead, start believing today that Jesus gets to determine your future as you put your faith in him. Come on, now, I'm going to, I know I've been saying this a lot, but I just want this to be so very, very clear. The solution is not you and me somehow getting our pasts fixed. It's not it. The solution is you and me knowing and following Jesus now in real time today, which will result in the best life ever and the unimaginable future to come. That's it. That's the solution, okay? However, here's fair warning. It's going to be very hard for any of us to actually forget our pasts and gain Jesus now if we don't truly believe that Jesus can make life better now. Listen to me. In other words, if we continue to believe that fixing our past is the solution rather than Jesus, then we'll never stop dwelling on our past and we'll miss out on the life Jesus has for us today. Friends, here's what I'm saying. You have to believe what Paul said in verse 8 of what we just read, we're gonna, it's going to be up here one more time. Watch this. He says, yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. I'm going to say something really, really, really strong. If you don't believe that, then you're just going to continue to be a dumpster diver for the rest of your life. Listen, you'll continue to dwell in the garbage rather than discarding it and gaining the life that Jesus has for you now in the future to come. Hey, come on. Hey, you want your past to get fixed? You want it to get fixed? Then here it is. Give your all to Jesus now because he's the only one who actually lives in this way where he lives outside of time. He has the ability to fix all of our past problems. Here's how he does it, though. Listen, when you give your life to Jesus today and each day after that, he then heals you from your past and redeems your past and your future as well. Think about this. What if you stop wishing that your past could change and instead you start letting Jesus change your future today and therefore even the futures of others as well as you start letting him redeem your past for his glory, for your good, and for the healing of others as well. Come on, Jesus is the only one, family. There's nothing else that can fix your past. And obviously I don't mean that he's somehow going to magically like fix the timeline, or erase the events that you went through, but he will change your perspective of them. You'll start looking at your past differently from, from this feeling of like, oh, if, if only it had been different to, to redeemed and now used by God moving forward for eternal purposes. This is good preaching, y'all. 
pretty pumped. You guys doing all right? Come on, forget the past, family. Which leads to number two. Press on today. Press on today. So Paul said he forgets the past, and twice he said he presses on. Okay, listen to me. That is a present tense thing. Pressing on in our relationships with Jesus is something you and I must do each day while today is still today. In other words, gaining Jesus requires intentionality from you and me in our relationships with Jesus each and every day. Okay, in fact, follow me. Pressing on is the exact opposite of wishful thinking. on, one more time. Pressing on is the exact opposite of wishful thinking. It's the exact opposite of just wishing that the past could change or wishing that you had this thing or that other thing because we think it's going to make life better right now. No, it's not wishful thinking. It's intentional living. It's actually called faith. And do you remember what Paul said about faith in verse 9? He said this. He said, for God's way of making us right with himself. That's the best life ever right there. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. Okay, well, what's faith then? Man, I hope if you call the gathering home, you can help me out. We have a definition for the word faith here at the gathering. Somebody help me out. A little louder. Come on. So proud of you. Oh, it was already up there. <laughs> we forgive you. We love you. <laughs> Y'all cheated. Belief plus action equals faith. Let me say it this way, okay? If you say that you agree with what Paul said in verse 8 when he said, everything is worthless compared to the infinite knowledge of knowing Christ Jesus. If you say you believe that, but then you don't act on it. If you don't discard the worthless things and actually press on to know Jesus and follow Jesus more in real time, then that's not faith. It's still just wishful thinking. It, it, it will not lead you to the life that Jesus has for you. Family, we can't just somehow magically hope that we forget the past. We can't just sit around and wait and, and magically hope that we're just going to start pressing into Jesus more. No, we have to actually act. Okay, Which is why the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. The past is over. Tomorrow, tomorrow may not come for all of us. The time is now. The future starts today. In fact, think about this, okay? Um, today is tomorrow's yesterday. I know, it's a little bit of a brain buster, right? But think about it, come on. Today is tomorrow's past. Are you with me? Okay, so... Um, this is going to be pretty strong as well. But listen, if we don't choose to press on into Jesus in all of our todays now, 
then there is a day coming when we will stand before him and we will then truly regret our past. Which leads to number three. Receive the prize. Receive the prize. Okay. Now, I know, though, real quick, just look here. I know some of you might be like, hold on, though, that last statement you made before you said receive the prize, that was a pretty harsh statement. Okay, well, listen to me. Um, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but we are living in a time right now when, I mean, especially over the last year when many, many people who would have said they had faith have started to value other things more than Jesus. There's a lot of people who said they have faith who are not pressing on right now. Okay, you just look me in the eye right now. Do not let that be our story. You with me? Do not let that be our story. And so, listen, that's part of the reason I asked that uncomfortable question at the very beginning of the message. Listen, um, what if you and me making it into heaven at some point in our future is a bit of a nail biter? What if there's almost this sense of Man, are we going to make it or not? Okay, now, listen to me very carefully. I'm not saying that right now to make anybody. If you've already been saved, I'm not saying that to make you unnecessarily question your salvation. Okay? You with me? You're not mad? Okay, listen. But watch this. We're going to read verses 13 and 14 again. And I just want you to see for yourself. Listen, I just want you to see, is it just me? Or does Paul make it sound like there's a chance that if we're not really intentional, we might just be in danger of missing out on this heavenly prize. Watch the way he says this. One more time. Verses 13 and 14, Paul said, I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on. It's what I do. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Think about it this way. In that scene we just watched, what if Doc and Marty hadn't pressed on in those final moments? What if Marty just gave up when the DeLorean wouldn't start? 
What if Doc just gave up when his electrical wires came unplugged? I'll tell you what would have happened. They wouldn't have received the prize. Marty wouldn't have gone back to the future. He would have been stuck in the past. The ending of the movie would have stunk, and then the title wouldn't even make sense. But instead, they pressed on intensely, and they received the prize. Okay, family, listen to me. Here's the thing about races. Not everybody who races presses on and actually finishes the race. Not everybody who races actually receives the prize. Here's the other thing about races. Not everybody actually enters the race in the first place. So look, I'm telling you today, if you want to receive the heavenly prize, which God is calling you to through Jesus, if you want the best life ever that Jesus has for you now, you want to step into that unimaginable future to come, then you've got to forget the past and you've got to press on into relationship with Jesus today and each day moving forward. Your past doesn't get to determine your future. Jesus does as you put your faith in him. So, Family, today is the day to start letting Jesus change your future by letting him redeem your past for his glory and for your good. And I guarantee as you let him redeem your past, here's part of the best life ever right now. He's going to use your redeemed past to help redeem other people's as well and lead them into the future he has for them. It's the adventure of a lifetime. Best life ever now, and it will lead to an unimaginable future. Listen to me. Everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Jesus Christ. If you believe that, then you must act on it. And if you act on it, I guarantee your life will never be the same again. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes.